Al, it is time to go back to the past to relive the future and games that have died and come back to life. Zombie games, if you will. Yes. <laughs> Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Seasonal Anime Checkup OVA. It's a podcast where we have conversations about video games, anime, and manga. This is episode 216. I'm Jared, joined as always by Doc Owen Ladium. Hello. We got a game to talk about today. Yeah. That left the conscious of video games for a long time. <laughs> for like six years. Yeah. Before returning. It was like, rise from your grave. <laughs> and a pixelated hand popped out of the grave. Nice. We were talking about Scott Pilgrim versus the world of the game. Mm-hmm. A game that I didn't play back when it came out. I think I played a demo of it, maybe. I played it when it came back out. Then. You played it way back then. And then I think this game is more famous for being the game that just got delisted. Or yep. delisted, not delisted. Uh, for some unknown reason. Yeah. In 2014 and then just this past year, earlier in January, it was re-released, brought back from the dead. Now it's out again for people to play. Yeah, I mean, that that's really like one of the big stories about this game, and I think, I think if it weren't for the whole delisting of it, or delisting, however we want to pronounce that word, um, I don't think that this game would be as popular as it is. It wouldn't have like the reverence for it. It's like. Yeah, it's it's a very weird case where, like, this is a licensed game. Yeah. And if it wasn't for that, like, it would just be one of those XBLA games that came out, and you'd be like, oh, right, that was a thing that that was released. And then it would, it would get a re-release sometime down the line, and people would be like, oh, right, that was a thing. Cool. Now I can mm-hmm. play it on a different console. That's neat. But the, the whole thing about it getting delisted, and then, like, no one ever talking about why it got delisted is made this like very weird mystique around the game and mm-hmm. almost given it more of a cult following than it would have had regardless if there's like no, no, if none of this had ever happened. Yeah. It's a very bizarre situation. I think mostly in part is because like no one knows why. Right. Like there was and always I don't think we still know why. Right, that's the weird thing. Like there was always these rumors about like okay, who which part of the game development or or licensing is the reason why this isn't a thing? Like a lot of people thought it was because of the uh, the composers on Amanaguchi and then they came out and were like, "No, it's not us." No, not us. <laughs> um last year Brian O'Malley was like coming out and be like, "Hey, Ubisoft, can we bring out this game again?" So I guess it's not him. Which it feels like it points the 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 finger more at Ubisoft, mm-hmm. but here is my thinking of who is behind this the the weird licensing of this game. I have a theory too. I would like to hear your theory. Um, who was it that that did the film Universal? That's why. Yeah, I think it was Universal. It I was also Universal. going. I that's what I was going to say as well. Like it's probably Universal. Yeah. Because <laughs> they are credited in like the opening. No credits for this game right we're like because they made they were like the really uh distributor of the movie i think right so So. like if they are getting credits on the game itself that leads a possibility that like oh they this was a license that was a limited time thing 
and you know like most licensed games like they don't really have a shelf life past the console cycle well and the movie also didn't do very well so you know they're probably like well we're done with that yeah exactly um let me look something up here very quickly but yeah like it, it it's just a very weird edge case yeah, I mean, there were a lot of moving parts to this game in terms of, like, licensing. Mm -hmm. And so it was a big question the whole time of, like, who, what, why type thing. And this was, like, so it gets delisted in December 30th, 2014. Mm -hmm. That is about a year after the fa after the PS4 and Xbox One come out. Mm -hmm. Which kind of makes sense of being, like, why would we keep this game on this service where most people are now transitioning to the new consoles? Right. And it's like, we're not doing backwards compatibility at this time, so why would we need this up here anymore? And also, like like I said, it could have been just been a limited licensing where, like, when did this game come out? This game came out in August of 2010. It could have been just mm -hmm. the thing where, like, we have a four-year license on this, and that's it. That's yeah. all we are doing it for. Yeah, so, like, I have my 360 upstairs in the box, and... Mm -hmm. um. Like, I have the game on my 360 upstairs. This is your I PT. I don't have it on my Xbox One because by the time I got the Xbox One, like, I couldn't transfer it. Um, But I, I do have it on my 360 upstairs. Right. Um, And, like, is that what you were looking up was, was when it uh, got delisted? When it got delisted and how that correlated to, like new consoles coming out yeah that makes sense um and i mean i just i was a big fan of the game when it came out um partially because i and you know this and i guess people who have listened to the patreon episode know this like i was a really big fan of scott pilgrim like i loved the graphic novels um i, I liked the movie quite a bit um and like they came at me they're like here's this beautiful pixel art here's this amazing soundtrack have at it and like okay okay all right you got the the like super mario brothers 2 type intro there of like the select a character <laughs> um and so like i was super duper hype and i i don't think that i this is gonna be a very sad statement are you ready for this oh boy i don't think i really had friends that i could play it with oh no <laughs> so i had to play it by myself mm-hmm so that's kind of a bummer. Yeah. Because um, even with friends, this game's hard. Yeah. So, so without friends, it's super hard. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, we do have a Patreon podcast where we looked at Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the movie, uh, like what, 10 years after the fact. We mm -hmm. did it around the time when the game came out just to see like, did our opinions change on that or anything? So if you want to listen to that, you can sign up for the Patreon at patreon.com slash SACOVA. It's on there if you want to hear that. But yes, this game is difficult for the sake of being difficult. Yeah, it is. And I don't yeah. think that's a thing that has aged particularly well about this here video game. Um, well, I mean, you know about me. Like, mm -hmm. not everybody knows this about me, but I don't like it when games are difficult just to be difficult. I don't yeah. like that. Yeah. It's frustrating and it's annoying and it's not good, like, game making. Right. So, 
eventually this game got announced like i think in september one of the, during one of the ubisoft uh mm-hmm. directs that they were been that everyone was doing last year yeah it just came like out of nowhere they're like hey we're re-releasing this game and everyone's like oh my that's amazing that's really cool you're putting this thing back out that's a great thing for game preservation and everything yeah yeah yeah. and i mean that's a big like even um before all this like i was working on an article which got shelved but um i was working on an article and this was like one of the big examples that i had of like people can't access this game anymore. So how are we going to be able to look at it in the future as like a primary source for video game history? Mm-hmm. Um, that along with um, like uh, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure HD and uh, like DuckTales and games like that mm-hmm. um, were examples. But like this was the big one. And like everybody usually used this game as the example of like, this is the danger of digital distribution um this is the you know this is very bad for game preservation it is both things are true and i think like you said like this was like one of the first very first like prominent ones that really kind of like took off yeah in that area because like the delisting has happened in the past so like often before like this isn't like the first time this has ever happened right but like this was one of the like the big big prominent ones and everyone's like this is weird this shouldn't be happening yeah But yeah, they put it back out, and they put it out uh, earlier this year in January, and you know I was excited to be able to play it with you because I knew you liked this game a lot. I think I played mm-hmm. it, like I said, I think I played a demo of it way back in the day when it was still up on XBLA, and I was like, this is all right, but I didn't really, I didn't buy it or anything, so mm-hmm. it was one of those things. Um, here's my hot take, ty- hot take about this game, which you're hot not gonna take. be su- hot take about this game, which you're not gonna be surprised about. This game yeah. sucks. <laughs> I think that there are good things about it, namely, like, the pixel art and the soundtrack are super, super good. I would agree and, with that. Um, like, one of the funny things about us playing this game um, is that we'll go to a new level. It's like, oh, the name of this song is this. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, like, I listen to the soundtrack all the time. It's so good. Um, and even, like, have ringtones on my phone of some of the songs. Like, it, it has a fantastic soundtrack. And the the pixel art is beautiful. Like, it's so well done. Um, it really captures, like, the personalities of the characters. Um, one of the weird things, though, is that, like, somehow they made, like, boob movement and pixels. I don't know how Welcome to that. video games. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, why are there boob physics in this? Um, but I think that those two things are very, very good about this game. I, I would completely agree. I think those things, those are the two things that hold up about this game. Mm-hmm. Gameplay-wise, it is f- terrible. Yeah. I but... hated every single second <laughs> playing this game. Man, you didn't have fun playing with me? Come I on. had fun playing with you. I just did not like playing this game. Like, there's just so, like, there's so much b- they have attached to this game that is yeah. just so unneeded. Like, obviously, it is a... It is an homage to beat 'em ups of the past. Like very specifically, it's a it is a callback to like River City Ransom and games of that ilk. But man, is it not fun to play? Like I don't I don't want to play a beat 'em up where like half the time I'm having to deal with enemies blocking my attacks and me just doing nothing and yeah. just sitting there wasting my f- time. Like, I hated that part of the game. And, and I think that it probably didn't help that we recently played another beat-em-up. Yes, which was obviously a more modern take on the beat-em-up genre. It was genre. a more modern take. Um, and this is a game from 10 years ago. <laughs> right, but um, 
like since we played them so close together, it was like, oh hey, this is different. Yeah, beat 'em ups can be good. This is not good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the the blocking, even like the baby level enemies blocking, it's so it's excessive. Lame. Um, and uh, we even played it on the easiest difficulty, mm -hmm. and even then, it was just like completely brutal in terms of difficulty. I don't. And it just made it not. I don't. I don't want to have to grind in a beat 'em up game. No. Like excessively grind in a way that no. we kind of had to, in order to make this this game work. Which I don't know if that was mostly because of our character choices, because I played as Knives and she is the DLC character and starts with like terrible offense. I she's like Kim. She's a defense like uh stick and she's just has no offense, so you really have to like level that up. But even then, like. It shouldn't be like just over the top, ridiculously stupid to progress you shouldn't have this to game play on as easy Scott to get through the game. Right. That's the big thing. Is you, I I understand that people do play as Scott because it is. Look, I don't want to play as. An I don't <laughs> want to play as an either. Um, and, and I mean, like he's the default choice, so that's the one that people are normally going to go as. Interestingly enough, not the canon choice though. Um. I don't know if you knew that or not. No. Since we since we didn't actually beat it, but <laughs> yeah, I guess that's um, the thing. We did not beat this game. <laughs> no, um, but Scott Pilgrim, his route is not the canon route in the game because uh, each character has a different ending. Hmm. Um, and so you'll you'll get different endings, which I guess maybe I should look that up while we're talking about this, so that I can actually like not sound like a dummy when we're we're talking about these endings that exist. Um, but his is not, uh, Ramona's is the canon ending. Hmm. Interesting. Um, but yeah, I really like Kim, um, quite a lot. So I picked her, you picked knives. Um, it was hard. And like you can make, it's obviously beat em ups are, you know, notorious cause back in the arcades, they were, you know, quarter eaters. And, mm -hmm. you know, you would have to pump quarters in to just keep beating them and everything. And even when they came to consoles, that was kind of still the idea. But, like, there's a, there's a line, obviously, it's a fine balance of being, like, you know, making something difficult for the sake of being difficult and not making it fun. And also making something difficult but keeping it fun. Yeah. And I think this game teeters over towards, like you said, or like we said, the difficult for the sake of being difficult just for no reason. Like, it tries to be this very retro thing of, like, oh games in the 80s and 90s were hard so this has to be hard which is leave a... that to the hardest difficulty then right but also it's a very weird idea i mean that's not necessarily a weird idea because it, it kind of makes sense in some parts but in another part it's a very strange way to present this game because at the end of the day this is a licensed video game you are trying right. to promote this to people who like the film and, like, obviously, a lot of the audience for this film is going to be the nerdy type, the people who are already playing video games, who are already in this ecosystem and everything. Right. But there's also going to be people who come to this film and enjoy it and aren't necessarily in the in that ecosystem. So they'll be like, they'll see that there's a game about it. And be like, oh, that seems interesting. I would want to play that. And then they're going to play this and be like, I can't f beat the first level. What the f is this? B yeah. Yeah, especially because, like, they use the sprites from the game in the movie. Correct. Um, like the one up is Scott's head mm -hmm. from the game. And then the very end of the, the movie has like Scott beating up 
the logo or something. I don't remember what he was beating up, but it it's his sprite. Right. Um. So like they definitely promo the game in the movie in a weird way. Um, but yeah, making it completely inaccessible, even on the easiest difficulty is just not a smart move. No. Um, economically or like I said, mechanically. Also, I think it's it's like, this is a very specific problem for us. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think it's just emblematic of just the way the game was made for XBLA and PSN at the time. Where if you are playing this via share play, <laughs> yes, and you run out of share play time, the game just thinks you have unplugged your controller and lost it. It doesn't know where the f*** it is. <laughs> yep, and so you have to completely restart the entire game Which every I, time you drop share play. That's the thing I'm not going to hold against the game. I think, like I said, it's just it's a legacy problem from this being a game on older pro- older hardware that did not have to account for things like that. Yeah. So like, it was a pain in the butt, though. It was a pain in the butt. To be to be sure, but it was just like one of those weird things. It's like, yeah, I don't think they ever had to accommodate or like think about this. And when they probably did the re-release of this, which granted, you know, it's September to January is a very quick turnaround to do a yeah. re-release. Um, they probably weren't thinking, man, what what about the people who are playing this via share play? <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna accommodate for them, and like, I look, I get it. That's fair. Um. Man, one thing they should have patched, though, is, like, actual checkpoints. Yeah. Ooh. Because each level has, like, multiple parts to the stage. Mm -hmm. And those Um, are even represented on, like, the world map. Right. Like, there's an intro section, then you're going to have, like, the section that leads to the 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 evil X that you're going to fight. But if you die in the second part, you have to do the whole thing over again, even though... On the map, they're set up as separate spots on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, so the map is supposed to be like Super Mario World type-ish. Um, and like you'll have in the first level, you have like the, the shopping area. And then eventually you'll have the club. But like you have to get through all of that in one go in order to access the individual parts of it later. And there's no checkpoints. So... Mm-hmm. If you die or say, you know, share play runs out, yep. You're you have boned. to restart the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Or if it glitches and doesn't realize that all the enemies are dead mm-hmm. and lets you move on to the boss, you have to start the thing all over. Yep. Which it did lead to us leveling up some, but it was still extremely annoying. Um, I can't even tell you how many times we did that, um, like, bus sushi restaurant level. Too many. Too, Too many, many times is the, is the number. <laughs> like, the, the rock club one was a f- several times, but the, the bus one was pretty egregious. Mm-hmm. Um, but I... I, I not to mention, like, you know, the final boss area. <sighs> um, so, like, the game... It, it's set up like the movie is, basically. That, uh, you know, you, you start out in the, the suburbs of Toronto type thing. I don't know if it's in the suburbs. You just start off in Toronto in, like, a snowy 
night and you go through the streets and there's shopping areas and you can pay off Scott's rental fees for some reason. Um, you go to like a, a, a street area. There's like the subspace um, spots you can go in and skip parts of it. Um, and you're headed to the the first club so that you can do your first gig. Mm-hmm. Um, which is where you fight your your first evil ex. Um, his name's Patel, but I am blanking on his first name. Either way. I don't remember. Um, so you do that. And basically, like, in the in-between segments, you get, like, story quote-unquote and usually it's just like scott and ramona smooching and everybody else looking at them like they're super mad yeah so like this is very much a thing where like you would really need to know the source material to under to to get what's going on here because the game doesn't really kind of spell that out for you well especially with the multiple endings because like if you beat it as scott and you get his ending you're like what is happening um i pulled it up so that we could have reference of what the endings are. I mm. knew what Scott's was. Um, but Scott's, uh, Ramona leaves. And he is sad. But then he ends up dating Knives, Kim, and Envy all at the same time and gets a harem. What? Yeah. Who that's thought that Scott's was a good en- idea? <laughs> that's Scott's ending. Which, like, whoo, there's so much wrong with that. What? Yeah. And so, like, the art you get is, like, Scott sitting on a throne laughing and the girls are all draped over him. Again, who thought that was a good idea? I don't know, because that's a terrible idea. It's a super terrible idea. And also, like, just keeps up that Scott's an Yeah. Um, so... Kim's ending, which is probably what we would have gotten if we had beaten it. Um, yeah, since most I was likely. Playing as Kim. Um, so Kim like walks towards Scott and she's like smiling and he he's kind of freaked out. Um, but then she ends up walking past him and walks off with knives. <laughs> and so they they end up, you know, running off into the sunset holding hands, I guess. All right. Um so yeah, that's that's the ending we would have gotten if we beat it. Um, you have Steven. Um, his is that uh, the band played a fantastic show, get a lot of people, it's raining money, signed to a record label. Questionable whether it's actually true, like whether or not it was just a dream. Um, Knives ending is that she jumps into Scott's arms and kisses him. There's confetti, and then it's their wedding day, and she gets married to Scott, and Scott's very confused. Well, that's disappointing. Yeah, Knives deserves better. Um, yeah, the Wallace ending. Uh, he sits atop the throne. He's drinking wine. Uh, there's a crowd cheering. There's confetti, uh, which... Yeah, that's Wallace. The only thing that like would make it more Wallacey is if he had several guys with him. Yeah, um, that's pretty good. Uh, there's Nega Scott, which we didn't even see Nega Scott, but um, I mean we did because we had to fight him. I think 
Yes. But uh, he has he's a character as well. Right. Uh, he becomes the ruler of the entire universe. Uh, everything's set on fire. Uh, everybody works in the salt mines. <laughs> he, he's he's evil. Um, and then the Ramona ending is more of the canonical, like, everything ending. Um, Scott and Ramona get together. They go through the, the door together. So. That's, like, the only ending that's actually a real thing, I guess. They really took liberties with these endings, huh? Yeah, they did. <laughs> um... So it's interesting that you would end up getting different endings based on who you play, because there's no indication that that would be the case. No, you would think it was just like, oh, this is just a straight up retelling of the story of, you know, the graphic novels or the movie or whatnot. Mm-hmm. But um, no, and especially, like I said, with Scott's being so horrific um, and like no indication really that that is not the only indication that you get, according to the article I just pulled up, was um, that the Ramona one says congratulations and none of the rest of them do. That's a very weird thing. So that would be the only way to indicate that it is the canonical ending. But, but what if you just don't ever play it again? You just don't, you're not going to know that, like, that's not the thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's So, like, if you go in and you play as Scott the first time and you get the ending where he has a harem... A harem including Envy and Kim. None of this makes sense. No, no. Um, Also, like, Scott's a scumbag, and I don't understand why so many women are all over him, but... Yeah. um, You know, whatever. Uh, Knives is a child, a literal child, so she's forgiven because, you know, she's a child. Um... He is not forgiven because he should not be dating a child. Uh, Freaking predator. That being said, uh, it's it's very weird and um, sucks that like knives is ending is them getting married. But um, yeah, I mean, th- it's just an odd thing to throw in like these random endings that don't really make sense and have no real grounding in the material in any way like neither the movie nor the graphic novel no like like the the scott ending at first kind of seems like the the alternate ending for the movie yeah. that they were originally going to do but then it turns into this, this weird very weird thing so like I, how do you like look at that and like sign off on that and be like yes this is exactly what i want for this character to do yeah like if i were writing the scott ending um, if I weren't just going to make, you know, the same ending for everything, because that makes more sense, um, I would have it where Ramona leaves and he's by himself. Yeah. Because that makes sense. Mm-hmm. He's a d- mm-hmm. Um, But I wouldn't make it so that he gets a harem. That's weird. And I mean, I guess like three girls is a little bit too few to call it a harem but the way that it's presented with him like on a throne with him draped over him is very harem-ish to me yeah um so yeah i don't i don't know if that was a, a good idea on anybody's part really no it doesn't seem like it <laughs> like the steven one's fine the band got big they made a lot of money they got signed 
potentially not even happened. It, it might be a dream. Um, and the Wallace one, you know, that's that's valid because Wallace was the best character in the movie. Um, but but the rest, I don't know. And um, you know, I guess the Kim one, you know, her her um, like special move is that she summons in knives to like smooch her and get like fifteen HP back. Um, so maybe hers is based off of that. Still weird. Yeah. Um. Cause I don't, I don't remember like knives and Kim being a thing. No. Like in either the graphic novels or, well, they're definitely not in the movie, but you know, it's been forever since I read the novel. So it might like be a joke at some point in there that I missed, but yeah. Um, kind of odd that that was the choice that they made. It's like, Oh, let's just make Kim and knives get together. What? (laughs) Um, I mean, if you're already going to go weird about, with some of these endings, I guess you just go full weird. Um, you know, same problem there is that Kim is a grown lady and Knives is still a child. Right. Um, the good part about that is that Scott just gets left in the dust. But, um, yeah, uh, we didn't get any of those because... You get to like the final area, you do a stage, and then you fight a boss. Mm-hmm. Then you fight another version well, of the boss. Wait, you fight a time, you do a time stage first, and oh, then you fight right. a boss. Right. Um, then we have to do the gooey thing. We had to run through the goo part where like we kept getting obliterated by the goo, mm-hmm. which there's just like stuff falling on, like as you go, like you have to go across this very tight platform. And, like, there's stuff falling at very specific spots, so you have to get past that, or else you're just going to get hit constantly. And then you fight another boss. You fight another boss. And it's like, cool, final boss. Nope. Let's do a whole other stage. Whole other stage. And then you get to fight another boss. And then you get to fight another boss. And if you lose to this boss, which we did, you have to redo all of it mm-hmm. from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is insane. Like, there should have been a checkpoint at some point, like, between you fighting the two bosses and going to the next, like, stage area. Like, the futuristic... I don't even know what that was. Um, It's not... It doesn't make sense canonically with any of the material. It's like a futuristic lab type thing. It's just it's sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, it's sci-fi. I was like, what is this? Um, But, uh... Like, there should have been a checkpoint there, period. Right. Like, some of the other ones were pretty terrible, but, like, that one was the worst offender. Mm-hmm. Um, the fact that we had to do a level, two bosses, do another level, and then fight a boss, and there was no type of checkpoint in that at all is just insane. Yep. And so, like, once we failed that several times, we just finally were like, nope. You know, it's, it's, this doesn't have to happen. It just doesn't, it doesn't have to happen. I think it was the most mad I've gotten at a video game in a, in a good while. <laughs> <laughs> I could tell you were mad. Because um, at one point I just like slammed my fist into my bed just to make sure I didn't hit anything else. Cause I was like, just so frustrated. I mean, it was really, really annoying. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we weren't trying. Like, we even went back and got, like, 
some of the super defense items and some of the attack items and like did some grinding and that's not fun no and even doing that we still couldn't do it it was just incredibly frustrating all around i think like i know when we stopped we were like yeah maybe we'll come back to this at some point and like Nah. I don't think either of us have had the desire to go back to it. No, not at all. <laughs> Especially because we started another game, and that one's way more fun. Yes, I, that's also a key key part of that. But like, yeah, I like I didn't, we said that, and like I just have had not thought about this game. Or like, the only time I've thought game, about so. it is because you were teasing me about it. Yeah, <laughs> which is just a very which is a goof thing. But like, yeah, other than that, it's just like mm, I'm good. <laughs> Um. Yeah, so it's it's really disappointing that uh, after all these years, like it it isn't as good as I remember it being, because I I did genuinely remember liking the game, but um, you know, I never actually beat it then either. So maybe I ran into the same issues, especially because I was playing by myself. Yeah, which would would be even more egregious. <laughs> yeah. Oofa doofa. And man, you know I would have been super mad if I beat the game of Scott and I got that harem ending. You know I would have been oh, super yeah. mad. That would have been you would have been you would have been very mad, very upset. Yeah. So that's ugh. What's the name of the, the company? Uh limited run games. They're doing um some physical versions of it. Mm-hmm. I think that that is at least worth bringing up. Yeah, so like there is at least going to be some record of this game, you know, when eventually they probably have to pull it again. Yeah. Because of licensing, but yeah, like it's nice that there's going to be at least some like, hey, there is a physical copy of this video game that you know will ensure that it is not lost to time again. Yeah. Or at least now, like you know, there's going to be more people who will have it downloaded and will be able to like. And probably be like, hey, I'll have the forefront or the, you know, the the idea to save this and not just forget about it or anything like that. Like, that's also a positive. Um, but, yeah. So I did get it. Um, just because, for one, I had not replayed it at the, that time. Um, but two, uh, you know game historian preservation the whole thing is yeah, a little totally. bit terrifying to me um so i i do have an order of that but the thing that i'm actually excited about is that um or at least i'm excited about now i was excited at the time because i was like yay i'm getting this too Woo! um but they also are releasing a vinyl ost oh yes of course <laughs> of the game music and i'm like yes please i will take that um so that's real exciting that i will be all about that i'll be all about that um so i i did order that and um will be real real stoked um does it come with anything special let me see oh wow comes with an lp and a 10 inch vinyl the art on it is really good cool uh, it is completely exclusive to limited run games. Yep. <laughs> All profits from the sale of the soundtrack will go directly to Anamata Gucci. Woo. Cool. Um, 
yeah, I guess it's just, you know, the two vinyls, but um, real hype about that. Mm-hmm. And um, probably more hype about that now than I am the game itself, since, you know, the game itself, I'll probably just put on a shelf and never look at again. <laughs> <laughs> but it'll uh, be like, heard- hey, at least I have this in case something happens. In case something happens, you know, you never know. Um, I forget what comes in the version that I got. Uh, oh, not that one. That's the very expensive one. There was a really, really expensive one that I was like, Which, yeah, of course. I I can't. Um, it's like hundred and forty dollars. It's like nope, nope. Um, the version I got has um the game a full-color instruction booklet, a reversible cover sheet, a deluxe plastic clamshell case with a reversible cover sheet that looks like a a, a Genesis box, basically. Um, Sticker sheet featuring art for the game, Uh, the physical soundtrack CD, which I'll have the CD and the vinyl, yay. Uh, You know, (laughs) I have it digitally as well. Uh, Clash of Demon Head commemorative concert ticket and overworld map. That's a lot. That's a lot. Um, so I'll, I'll take that. Uh, I was like, stickers? Yes. Because um, that's who I am as a person. The <laughs> super duper expensive one comes with a premium hard shell roadie collector's case. Oh, whoa. Um, featuring working lights and sound. Opening the case turns on the lights and sound music from Monomonoguchi, as well as revealing a pop-up scene of Sex Bob-omb. Um, That's very excessive. Yeah, contents in the case can be accessed by lifting the concert stage, and then the rest of it is kind of the, the same as the... Uh, oh, no, there's full-size wooden drumsticks featuring game art, um, three guitar picks, um, light, medium, and heavy gauges with sex bomb, uh, a Scott Pilgrim loading screen and enamel pin, uh, premium high-gloss foil 7 Evil X's trading card set, but uh, I was like, that's kind of cool looking, but at the same time, like, very excessive, and I would never do anything with that. You would look at it once and be like, this is cool. Yeah. Okay. And then it would it would just go where, yeah. Um, the guitar picks are actually pretty cool. They've got, like, the, the logo, the mm-hmm. drumsticks look more like chopsticks. They're kind of weird looking. It's weird. Um. Kim and Scott rocking out animation frames on the drumsticks hmm. is what it says. Um, and then the trading card set and then the enamel pin. I do like the pin. That's pretty cool. But um, $140 for a box to play music at me. And I was like, mm, I think I'll pass on that. That's a lot. It's a lot. So I will not be getting that version, but I will have a physical version of it. So, you know, if anything dire happens in the future, whoa, I will have some version of it. Sorry, the kitties are just going nuts. That's that's the case for you. But, like, yeah, it's it's good that, like, like I think one of the things that people wanted when this thing was announced was, like, do a physical version. Yeah. Don't let this be a situation like what happened last time. Yeah. And, like, I think Limited Run was, like, one of, like, the, the first things, that, or first people that were, like, contacted about it, and they're like, yeah, let's do this. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that can be said as a positive about this game, is that it really has brought to light a lot of the issues of, like, game preservation, digital delivery, um, like, what what kinds of problems exist because of this. Mm-hmm. And um, 
you know, you, you wouldn't really think that like Scott Pilgrim versus the world, the game um, would be the one to like kick off conversations about game preservation and like who keeps that information um, for like future people to either play or study. Um, but here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, Scott Pilgrim was kind of the one that kicked that off. And um, so thanks for that game. Too bad you're really hard and aren't that good. The uh, the art and the soundtrack deserve better gameplay. It's true. I will say, like, even though like we are down on this game, like this game was kind of divisive when it came out originally. Mm-hmm. So like this isn't something new. Like you know, there was people who thought very positively of it, and there were people who thought this game was kind of middling. So like the original Metacritic review or scores for this game was like a seventy-seven for the PS3 version and a seventy-three for the three hundred and sixty version, and then like the complete edition is at like a seventy-nine on Open Critic. So, like, it's still kind of in that same spot of, like, you know, people, some people like this game, some people think this game is just okay at best. Yeah. So. I don't think I could see that. Yeah. Um, I don't think I would have gotten as far into it if I weren't playing it with you this time. Like, I just don't have the patience for games like that anymore. That, like, if I'm not having fun, if I'm really frustrated, I'm just like, you know what? Life's too short. I got other things to do. Yeah. Um, and I think that that's kind of where we got to at the end is that we're just like, you know, it, it was rough. If the game's there's not no going to re- treat your time with respect. You don't have to treat it with respect. Yeah, there's no reason for us to keep banging our head against the wall here and <laughs> repeatedly trying to... Uh, <laughs> In hopes of getting an ending that we'd be very, we'd be very confused by. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That would have been so weird. Um. I, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, those endings, I can't get over that. It's real bad. Yeah. Um. Also, wild that Ramona just doesn't wear pants. That's, at she's got to be cold. Yeah, you're in Toronto in the winter. Come on. Put some pants on. Just pants Your on. She's got like freeze. hot pants. Um. That being said, we picked two of the best characters in the the entire series, so yay us. Good job, us. Yay. <sighs> it was disappointing, though. It's, I like like we said earlier. I think this is a game that got a reputation just because it was delisted, yeah. and that's it. That's the only reason people remember this game. Yeah, I mean, it's I not don't the only people... reason, but. I don't think people would have had like such a like cult following behind it if if that weren't the case. Mm-hmm. Um, like otherwise, it's like an okay video game based off of a movie. Yeah, it's not like in 2010 they were making good video game adaptations <laughs> or good licensed video games. So um, like, What if the licensed video games came out in 2010? I'm curious now. That's a good question. Huh. Um. Yeah. I mean, you know, a, we, we had to rethink Scott Pilgrim, the film. Correct. Um, when we were watching it. And, you know, it. I think that I have much more fond feelings towards the film than I do the game. 
I would agree with you on that. Uh, like the film still has problems um, that didn't age very well, uh, but it was still at least a fun movie to watch. And um, with the game, yeah, we just got blocked a lot while there was rad music playing around us. We did indeed. I'm God, looking. Blocking sucks. I'm looking through 2010 video games that could be licensed video games, like such as Star Trek Online. Ooh. A better game than this game. Aliens versus Predator. Oh, wow. I don't remember if this game was received well at all. I'm going to guess probably not. Eh, 60s. That's about what I would expect. Y'all can't both fit in that box. They can fit in the box if they want. They can't both fit in the box. What if they tried? I have SpongeBob's you know Boating Bash. Oh, SpongeBob's Boating Bash. The Alice in Wonderland game from the adaptation of the Tim Burton film. Oh, God. For the there DS was... and Wii. Oh, God. Maybe that's better. I don't know. I couldn't I tell know. you. I mean, like, this was during my time when I worked at, at the store, and I don't remember that game. That's very telling. Yeah. Oh, How to Train Your Dragon. I do remember that game. I didn't play it, but I remember it existing. So, like, there's a lot of prison break the conspiracy. Oh, my God. Based off of the television show. Oh, my God. Yeah, I guess you're right. 2010, not a shining moment for uh, licensed video games. But, like, again, like, when it's not until, I think, recently that there's been, like, good licensed video games. And, like, it's kind of few and far between still. I mean, in the 90s, you had, like, the Disney licensed games. And those were fantastic. But that was only for like the first half of the '90s, and then once the PlayStation came out and that era then, of games, then they just then it trash. went incredibly downhill. And even during the Super Nintendo, you know, the 16-bit era, like there was still a lot of garbage licensed video yeah. games out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. Disney Capcom stuff is a very rare exception in the of the rule. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Toy Story, Toy Story Three, the video game. Oh man, which I think is a precursor to like Disney Infinity. So like maybe that's all right. There's Transformers games. Which I think I remember these being good. Huh. So there's like better, there was better licensed video games on the market probably than than this game. Like Deadliest Warrior the game. Actually, that game's bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I wonder if uh, the dev team for this ever expected to be compared to Deadliest Warrior. Well, they should. <laughs> they should have. <laughs> Scooby-Doo in the Spooky Swamp, a game that came out on the PlayStation 2. Spooky? In 2010. Wow. <laughs> or Lord of the Rings, Aragorn's Quest, also that came out on the PlayStation 2. Wow. Banner year for licensed video games. Oof. Yikes. I mean, Man. You, you clearly want all of these great video games, like Def Jam Rapstar, a good video game. <laughs> Another game I would rather play than this. Oh. Um, I will just happily listen to the soundtrack when it comes. Yeah, and, that's fair. You know, put put my stickers up probably as magnets, and I'll be like, yay, magnets and music. This is great. How do they work? 
How do magnets work? So, you know, two very good elements of this game will thrive and survive in my household. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it takes a lot to get us super frustrated and mad, and both of us were at that point. Mm-hmm. Like, not often do we both rage quit something. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it, it, it really gets to the point where we're like, all right, if we don't do it this time, it, it's done. It's done. And we didn't, and it was done. It's done. Even though we were grossly high level and had, like, insane stats because we ate all the food. We did eat a lot of food. A lot of food. If only they didn't block all the time. And, you know, checkpoints. I think checkpoints would have really saved this game. Yeah, I think as well. I think that would be a... It would make... I don't think we would be as frustrated about it. Yeah, like... The blocking still sucked. But I think if there were checkpoints, I wouldn't be as just, like... Noped out of it. Yeah. Blah! 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 That's what I have to say about that. There you go. <laughs> Bleh. Bleh. Well, I think that's going to wrap this episode up. Yeah. Bleh. Bleh. So, if you'd like more from us, go to seasonalamacheckup.com or sac.cools where you can find past episodes of this podcast and other podcasts like Season Lama Checkup and Jared Now Watch. You can also find columns and reviews on the site as well. If you want more from Anladium, go to anladium.com. She's got columns and reviews. You can follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash animecheckup. You can buy our books, One Shining Moment of Critical Analysis of Love, Life, Sunshine, and Hot Tubs and Pac-Man on Amazon.com. And you can support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Buy us a slice of pizza. Get access to unedited versions of the podcast, bonus episodes, like the Scott Pilgrim film review we mentioned earlier in the episode. You can find all of that at patreon.com slash S-A-C-O-V-A. Learn about dad rock. You can also learn about some dad rock if you want to stick around there. Woo. And some other stuff that we've done. <laughs> so that's gonna that's that's it for this week. Mm-hmm. Next week, we might begin our first entry into a new series <gasps> that we have been working our way through. Oh man, I really want to talk about this. I hope we can beat it in time so we can play about I it. I think we play, will we'll be able to it. beat it in time so we can talk about it. I hope so, so potentially next week we will have the first entry into. Al experiences the Yakuza series. So in its entirety as opposed to bits and pieces. Yes. So potentially look forward to that. 